0: behind closed doors Get yeah. some beer these I'm Jason and I'm Michael. Jason, what are we talking about today? Today we are gonna discuss 1973's Warlock Moon. Michael, what are we gonna to drink today? All right this is a new one I haven't had it.
1: It's from offshoot Beer Company. They are literally an offshoot of the brewery which is down in Anaheim. And this is called Visions. It's a double dry hopped, hazy IPA. Cheers. Cheers. Delicious. I think when you open the can and start pouring it, you said it, it's just fruit. It's just fruit. jumping all over you.
0: Mango, pineapple, citrusy. Oh. It's very sweet. I'm digging IPA. it. Yeah, I am too. I'm,
1: I like what they've done. They, they do quite a few uh, IPAs. I was looking for something. I was trying to tie something into this movie. And one of the characters does have some visions. And her state of being is often hazy for one thing they're drugging her so there's (laughs) a haziness also one of the things sometimes I find is like something will be called hazy a hazy IPA and then you can see right through it there's none of that no This, this actually looks like a glass of juice it
0: does this looks like a orange juice grapefruit that you'd have in the morning I like how the small breweries are putting an effort Into their can. It's a pretty can, too, if I can say that.
1: There's like a desert scene. It's nighttime. Someone's in a hammock. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. 6.9%
0: ABV. Tasty. is very tasty. This is a darn good beer. I still need to get down to Anaheim. I grew up in Anaheim. I still need to get down there to those little breweries in that area. A lot
1: of breweries down in Anaheim. I would like to do that. uh, A a day trip sometime. We We should. It's a huge brewery scene down there. A lot of good breweries in the Anaheim area. So, okay,
0: you picked this movie. Yes, I picked this movie. Why is it a B movie? (laughs) (laughs) Michael, such a good question. Number one, it's the only movie directed by William Herbert. And I am going to task listeners to see if they can find anything about William or his siblings who worked on this movie with him. It's kind of forgotten. I don't think a lot of people have heard about this movie. I had
1: never heard of it. You turned me on to this. And thank you. Because this is a creepy
0: movie. It is. I I like it. The crew, limited crew, once again, try to find, besides our two leads, try to find anything about what's taken place with the crew. A lot of blank squares on the old IMDB. Yes. A lot of blank squares. Like... (laughs) You can tell small budget and it applies one of Michael's rules if it has more than one name. I think the original name was called Blood Spa and then it was distributors referred to it as Warlock Moon. Uh, that was a good choice. Yeah. Blood Spa. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> that, that, that would be a better name for something you get in the 80s. Yes. With just tons of blood and yeah. gore and violence. Warlock Moon actually captures. There's a creepy mood throughout this.
0: And I watched it on Amazon Prime and Tubi. I do know that there is a very famous DVD release with Joe Bob Briggs doing commentary on it. And then Code Red did a 2017 release with a bunch of extras, including Laurie Walters and Joe Spano talking about it. And also discussing how they really can't remember anything about this movie (laughs) I have not listened to it, but I've seen discussions online where they're like, I really don't remember a lot about making this movie. I don't really have a lot of insight. Which is just what I
1: want in my commentary.
0: Exactly.
1: Who is in it saying, I don't remember anything. Well, this is going to be fun. Yeah. This will be a nice hour and
0: 20 minutes of your life. The two big names this movie were Joe Spano. If you're a TV watcher, you'll know him that he was in Hill Street Blues, and now he has a major reoccurring role in NCIS. And Laurie Walters, of course, was Joni Bradford from Eight is Enough. But other than that, there's really no one else in this movie.
1: Absolutely not. The opening is great. Although, after multiple viewings, it became problematic for me. But the opening, I thought, was pretty cool. You got a couple in a dark house they're walking through. The woman is, like, immediately, you know, she's a little freaked out. And the man is sort of egging her on. They have candles. And then all of a sudden, which is what any good man would do in that situation, he blows her candle out and runs away, <laughs> leaving her in the dark. And then all of a sudden, this dude, we each had names for him. We'll call him the Axe Man. He's this dude with, like, a big fro, In a beard. He looks like a hillbilly. He's got the the tank top on. He comes bursting out of a closet with this giant axe. And it's like,
0: boom! Great opening. I want to point out a couple things. One is, stay through the credits. The movie plays through the credits and after the credits. And two, the movie historically was edited down. If you're watching the Amazon Prime and Tubi, it has most of the movie. But even then, it's missing a couple clips. And we'll get into those clips later on. But they provide additional backstory that explains stuff in the movie.
1: And I did not get to those clips. I kept watching the one version on YouTube. And then it wasn't until almost today that I realized, oh, there's other clips that were online that were taken
0: out of it. You've seen them, they and they do clear up a couple things. Clear things. The, Does it bother you that when you see posters for the movie that the image is of the Axeman? <laughs> like he's not the main character; he has no name, but the Axeman. But it's him. I, at first I always thought it was Joe Spano's character, and I, I, I looked at the too. images, and I'm like, oh no, that's really the guy with the fro that I refer to as John C. Riley,
1: and I, I kept <laughs> calling him Ram Jam. <laughs> After the band from the 70s Because he looks like someone who would be affiliated with that group He's a very 70s looking fellow It's that character holding a, the axe He's got the axe But you, see, in my mind, I'll have to go back and look Because I always thought it was Joe Spano or a warlock Standing in front of a moon <laughs>
0: which It literally is a man standing in front of a moon I don't remember the afro on that image Look at, look at the picture And this goes to that opening scene Because you enlightened me today So talk about that opening scene. It's something that I missed that's really important. The first time I saw it, I
1: don't believe I caught this, but after watching it several times, the man who blows the candle, takes the woman, is with the woman in the house, is John, who is our main character. It's very clear. It's Joe Spano. It'll come up because there's a quote-unquote twist at the end of the movie involving him, and you go, we know from the beginning... This is a man who leads you to Ram Jam, the axe man.
0: <laughs> I don't know, as a boyfriend, like, assume, let's assume that he was working in, you know, a positive way, that on a date, that I'd take my girlfriend to an abandoned place and then scare the crap out of her. I don't know what the expectation is. I mean, that could only lead to someone getting upset. Okay,
1: uh, Jason, I am with you, as <laughs> as is every other man. <laughs> every other normal person in the world but what we will find out is this is not a normal person. True. This man has some odd ideas about yes. what makes a picnic, what what is cool, what is what is a good feature for a newspaper. Yes. <laughs> yeah, this dude's got some it's just questionable all over and we find out why. Yeah. So, we jump to our leading lady, Jenny. She's in college. <laughs> She's in one of the more strange class. I would have taken this class <laughs> because the, t- the teacher is talking about deviant behavior. And that includes incest, homosexuality, which... What? Deviant? Okay, I know it's 1973. It's a different time. But he puts the two together. Like, they're, they're somehow interchangeable, which is... Even then, I would say as a no-no, oh, next class, we're going to talk about cannibalism. It's like that old Sesame Street thing. One of these things is not like the other. (laughs) Yeah, but there's also foreshadowing in next week's class being
0: cannibalism. and he classified these behaviors as relative deviant patterns. So I don't know if it's a sociology class or anthropology class. But that it's relative a class that
1: should be canceled.
0: Yeah, relative deviant <laughs> patterns is deviance is relative means that there's no absolute way of defining a deviant act. Deviance can be defined in relation to a particular standard, and no standards are fixed or absolute. And that's from a sociology guide. He kinda ends the class with On Monday, (laughs) we're going to talk about another deviant, relative deviant parent that might be of interest to you all. (laughs) Cannibalism. (laughs) Wink, wink. (laughs) Who is? Yes. I can't wait for my Monday lecture. (laughs) I'm excited. You know, I didn't do a deep dive. But cannibalism at the time, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I think, comes out this very same year. And Do you want to put a beer on that? Let's put a beer on it. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. What year? That's 1976. Let's look it. Let's take a look. All right. Using the old Google machine. (laughs) This is
1: 73. This is 73. So the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, 1974. Okay. Okay, so a year later. A year later. You're right. You're right. Okay. Totally give you that. I owe you a beer.
0: All right. And there is a book that you can find online, and her name's Jennifer Brown, and she has a book called um, Cannibalism in Literature and Film. If you're looking for some insight... In terms of that relative deviant behavior pattern in film and literature she does a good job i read through it and everything like that but it seems like this was the time period i mean i know all the italian movies there was a big point in the 80s of this you know cannibalism but yeah. it seemed like you know this plays a major element in the movie not sure why 70s it, was a time for cannibalism devil worship yes not satanic adult. panic so you were saying We meet our heroine, and then we meet her, Okay, this is really
1: strange, because when you watch this the first time, you assume we cut to Jenny's on the campus, and there's this guy in a trench coat with the novelty glasses, with the fake Like Groucho Marx. Yeah, the Groucho Marx, and he's got a bag of groceries. Trench coat. He looks like a perv. (laughs) He does. And he approaches Jenny. He comes up, and he's speaking in a terrible French accent. This is our main guy, John. He's just got terrible, terrible ideas about everything. He comes up to Jenny, creeps up on her, and I assumed it was her boyfriend. I did, too. Because he starts talking to her about, let's go on a picnic. And he's like, oh, am I being followed? And he's again, I'm not even going to try to do a bad he, And he down. switches
0: French accents to English to German accents. Yeah,
1: he's, he's always playing a character, this yes. guy. He's
0: always playing hint, a character. Yeah. And he's try- he's
1: like, well, you, you got to go on a picnic. She's like, no, no, I don't want You know, I don't want to. And he goes, oh, I have a jug of wine. It's not. It's a bottle of wine. It's just a bottle of look looks like a cheap white yeah. wine. And then he's got bananas and a loaf of bread. Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. These are his picnicking supplies. And she falls for this. Yes. This, and, and by the way, spoiler alert, it's not her boyfriend. She doesn't know this dude.
0: This is but, just creeping on her.
1: Yeah, if this was her boyfriend, you'd go like, oh, he's kind of weird, eccentric, and that's kind of cute. But for a stranger, even in 1973, I mean, this isn't that far after Manson. I can't believe that she would go, okay, I'm going to go drive off into the country with this fella. But that's what she does. Yeah. And apparently they go on a picnic and have white wine, bread and bananas. <laughs> I don't
0: know. I mean... No, I agree it seemed really fast where first she's saying no no and they're discussing a manet painting and then it cuts to it where they're driving where and they're discussing post picnic. So not only did they he harass her at school. Oh, she by inc- the way, is he he's a student, right? Oh, no, no. <laughs> He has no involvement with his school whatsoever. No, he just creeps around. He
1: says he works at a newspaper.
0: I have a feeling that he does a lot of that on campus. And if the campus police want to look into missing people, they might want to have a wanted poster of Groucho Marx up there.
1: One thing is, there's a through line with all of these missing women. And it's that creepy guy who says he works
0: at a paper. But yeah, she, she has a picnic with him. And then they're going to go exploring. They head to our main setting for the movie. The movie It's the Soda Springs Spa. And this is where one of the clips is missing. One
1: quick thing I'd like to throw in there is is another red flag with this dude. He knows her name.
0: She doesn't introduce herself. He's been doing a little research on yes, her. Yes, yes. This is not just a rando creep. So the clip that's missing is when they're driving out after their picnic. They actually get pulled over by police in this clip. And the police are kind of small town. I think they're on the in I think they're filming in Livermore, California, and they treat it like we don't like outsiders like you you city slickers and you college students out here. But what's important is once they le- let them go, the sheriff turns to the other officer with him and refers to the officer as Luther. That name is important at the end of the movie. You they- told me this, yeah. and it filled in a lot of gaps. It's cut out of the movie. They end up pulling on a dirt road, and this is where... The unknown path. Exactly. And he's hesitant.
1: He is. He's got the spirit of adventure.
0: Yes. A- and I'm wondering why... What if she said, no, let's turn around? What would he have done at this point?
1: I think he would have said, oh, are you scared? Okay. I think that's... And he, brought her up there He anyways. would have manipulated... I mean, obviously, he just ran up to her in a trench coat, fake glasses with crappy picnic supplies, and she went with him. I think, <laughs> yeah. think it would be pretty easy to get her to go up that...
0: That dirt lane. They pull across a abandoned building and it's shot on a practical location. This was an actual abandoned sanitarium in Livermore at the time. And that music, it really is unsettling. It is a old, large, decrepit place. And there's
1: a sound cue that they use in this and it's the first time we hear it. It's where they are at the base of the lane. And there's this like kind of whistling sound cue and it usually indicates a bad thing. Axe Man is lurking in the bushes, yeah. which you know <laughs> is a really bad deal. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you saw him at the beginning. Yes. He's up to no good. Yes. yes. His head just kind of pops up like a little mole. like just above a bush. It totally, so, It totally does. And then there's your first, another jump scare. Agnes Abercrombie scares Jenny. Jumps out. It's kind of unsettling, too. They build up that tension. And she invites him back to one of the cottages that she has actually maintained for some tea huge red flag. This is a decrepit creepy place. Nobody should be living here. And if and she's else. a groundskeeper, she's not doing a very good job.
1: Terrible job. <laughs> terrible job. I believe there is there is electricity. I don't
0: know how. Yeah. Or running water. Now, Jenny gets dizzy while drinking some of this tea. So Agnes and John go on for a tour because John's really interested in turning this into maybe a feature story. He hasn't really verbalized that yet, but that's in his yes. mind. <laughs>
1: And this is a question, why don't they just take Jenny now? I mean, there's sort of an explanation later, because there's a huge question I have in this movie about the idea of the reality horror versus supernatural horror, where you mentioned the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, reality horror. Real people doing terrible things. Then you have something like The Exorcist, where it's supernatural. This movie is definitely reality horror and sort of dabbles with supernatural, but never goes concrete into that. So, quite sure why they don't take Jenny at this point. Only because, again, spoiler alert, yes. these
0: people are cannibals. Yes. And they and kill no, people and eat them. Yeah, <laughs> and not only that, they're also, I'm assuming, Satanists, because right. there's a ritual going yes, on. Yes, there's
1: there, something there. going on about sacrifices, yeah. and it has to be a specific time, and there's some supernatural crap that happens, but there's a lot left to us. But
0: yeah, you're right, Jenny gets dizzy. And so, she finally feels well enough where she is going to get up and do a little exploring. And the first thing she does is, I'm going to go through this old lady's drawers. Which, that was a little surprising for the character. Jenny comes across as a well-mannered... Like a chest of drawers, by the way. Not not, not the woman going
1: through the woman's drawers. (laughs) It's not that kind of movie. And the first thing is she finds a
0: lot of drug paraphernalia.
1: A couple quick things. That's get out. Yes, exactly. run away. But also, like... The drugs in this movie, you notice, like, Ginny gets drugged a lot. Yes. And they're really bad at drugging people because it wears off. Yes. Like, she gets drugged, and then all of a sudden she's up. She's spry, and she's bebopping around
0: all over the place. (laughs) And then she makes her way back into the main area of this old spring resort. And she walks into a room where there's a circle on the floor, but it repels her. She can't step into it. The door slams shut. She's pushed back. And she just kind of brushes us off, she hears weird voices, and she sees a ghost bride floating around. Now, that's a date. Drugs, ghost brides, voices, rituals. And I'm not 100% <laughs> confident
1: that it's a ghost. I think it could be someone who's a part of this, that there's a whole conspiracy to try to get Jenny in a certain place at a certain time yeah. for a certain thing, and I'm not 100% sure it's a ghost. And you pointed this out. I missed this. It's the same actress, at least at one point. At one I don't point. know if it's the same. Yeah, we, yeah. We get a clear. It's Lori yeah. Walters. Yeah. I kind of thought, well, this could be someone from the cult dressed up to try to disorient, give Jenny visions, if you will. Yeah. Not unlike <laughs> number two, a certain beer, a double dry hop <laughs> hazy IPA. I'm gonna have my own vision.
0: shoot Yes. Cheers again. Cheers. Yeah. This so is- good. To get back to what you're saying, why don't they just take Jenny, hold her in a room to that period? Unless it has to deal with the fact that Agnes, spoiler alert, at one point says she has to go into this on her own ability. But then why scare her? If, if we're waiting, why don't you make it really pleasant so she comes back and really enjoys it? And so it's like, surprise, we're now going to eat and sacrifice you.
1: And Jason, to go back to this idea of the, the reality versus supernatural horror... When she goes into that room and she tries to step in the ring and it repels her and doors yeah. start slamming, that is, I think, very clearly supernatural. I think there's questions about the bride visions. Other than that, there's one other instance where there's like a real supernatural thing going on. We'll talk about that in the end. I feel like they should have just went one way or the other with this. For me, it just, it was confusing. Are you going to be a supernatural movie? Or are you going to be... The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The Hills Have Eyes. Yeah. yeah, It's inconsistent. Agnes... She and John are on a tour. They finally run back into each other. So they go to the great kitchen, and there's a moment John hoists himself up, and he goes, I'm a side of beef. Ha <laughs> ha. He's goofing, but it's very telling.
0: And there is locks, and Jenny specifically asks, why are these cold refrigerator units locked? And Agnes is like, oh... They've been locked for a long time. I don't know where the key is or anything like that. It is odd because the locks look brand new.
1: But I also think it's odd that they're getting this tour and Jenny goes, why are those walk-in coolers locked? You You know why, Jenny? Because theft is real.
0: Yeah. But it is a banded place. And it does strike me like most things are able to walk through, but also you come across these units that are completely locked.
1: And also, this is, this is a young woman whose first thing that she does is start opening up people's drawers and snoop yeah. through their crap. In the process <laughs> of talking about this movie, I'm starting to go, you know what, Jenny, I yeah. think you get what you deserve. <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> and the scene ends. They depart. The filmmaker does use this, and I think they do it. A a decent job where it's a freeze frame. And it's on Agnes's face, and you realize she looks sinister. It's an odd
1: freeze frame, but boy, is it upsetting. Yes. Yes. And she's invited them back, which is an invitation I never need. (laughs) And, and we get some jazzy score. The score is yeah. kind of all over the place. Yeah. It is like this jazzy score. She's back She's back on campus, and she's loving life. She's like, I'm going to go lay down on the
0: green. She has a great poncho. Oh, to say. poncho. And um, for the 70s, I just have to point out, different time in terms of clothes. there. she's not wearing a bra, I think, through this whole entire movie. That's fine with me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so she's chilling on the lawn. Yeah. She's going to have maybe a little nap.
0: And she hasn't heard from John. And so she had that cannibal lecture.
1: This whole spa didn't come up in the cannibal lecture. No. So she's laying there with her eyes closed on a lawn under a tree. John leaps out of the tree onto her. As a funny surprise, I guess. I would punch someone. And it's also it's very telling, he's it's like a predator. Big cats always mm-hmm. Opportunists yeah. jumping at
0: you from above. The first time I watched this, I thought this was the very next day, but clearly in their dialogue, time has passed. And she's like, you didn't call. I tried to get a hold of you. I called the newspaper and they didn't know who you are. Red flag. And he's like, oh, you you talk to the people in the front. I work in the back. It's yeah. the worst excuse. And she accepts that at face value. Yeah,
1: I, I talked to the people who answered the phone. Yeah. <laughs> who know things. Because that's usually who you have answering your phone of your business. First of all, why was she trying to track this guy down? The first time that yeah, they hung out, they ended up very creepy. And his she did not idea, like that time. No, I mean, she she up so. there, never wanted to go back. But He's got this great idea. He's like, hey, I want to have a full day with you. It's going to be, we're going to have a full day date. And it's going to end in a romantic dinner.
0: But a couple caveats. First of all,
1: <laughs> his editor had a great idea for a feature. We go back to that creepy old spa pump the brakes there, bud. (laughs) That's a terrible idea for a feature. That's going to be his cool date, spending the whole day. And Jenny immediately, I don't like that place. And he says, no, no, this gets better because he actually has business up north and so they have to meet. She has to drive separately. She has to drive herself to the spa and they'll meet there for this great
0: day. I'm going to ask you a question. Does it make sense? The only reason I think that they want Jenny to drive separately, it goes back to issue. She has to do this on her own because otherwise if you're trying to get someone in a locale to remain there sending them in their own car and not be able to control that that just doesn't make a lot of like she could easily like halfway through go you know what i'm just not gonna meet john there i i this is just too too creepy
1: i've thought about this too and i have a different reason i think Had they taken her the first time, there might have been witnesses who said, Jenny's missing. And you know what? I saw her with this guy, this creep guy. Then they're looking for John. But getting her to go by herself, there's no witnesses. And she doesn't seem to have any friends. So she just leaves and she disappears. Nobody goes, hey, she went with that creep John. Just practically, we can't
0: have witnesses who can finger me. So, of course, Jenny shows up to the spa, dressed to the tees, nice little cute outfit for the 70s. Yeah, but he's not there. Which is
1: right like, around the time I pull a Yui.
0: Exactly, and head back home. But know what? She decides that she is at least going to go and say hi to Agnes Abercrombie. But Agnes's cottage, it's decrepit as everything else. There's nothing there. It looks there were like.
1: There are flowers it. outside the door, the flowers are dead and
0: gone. At that point, um, it's time for me to leave. My mind's not working. Hmm. I'm off. But no, I'm going to still go and walk around. And she hears a sound and she turns a corner. And someone just goes off with a shotgun.
1: (laughs) This kindly old hunter slash, I call him gas station attendant. Yeah. Because it goes to your thing about gas station. attendants. But I love, he goes, oh, didn't mean to startle you. You just discharged a gun (laughs) right next (laughs) to a building. And could have shot her. I don't care that the place is abandoned. You're like walking around just firing a shotgun next to a a building. That's a a no-no. This guy's going to fill in a lot of stuff for us in a short amount of time. Yes. And clearly he's someone's uncle in the production crew. And he is reading his lines practically (laughs) off of a cue card. (laughs) She said, where's the old lady? And he goes, no one lives here.
0: I would have left again. That would have time, Like, you know what? Thank you, the sir. The old
1: Scooby-Doo, like, yeah. in the air. Gone. <laughs> there are so many moments, dude. And it's, it's throughout my notes. Why are you still there? Why didn't Jenny leave? What is wrong? He tells the story about the spa. There's this crazy story. And he doesn't believe it. People stay away from this resort, this spa, because of the stories. Because back in the day, around in the 30s, there was a wedding. And they were waiting. And they were waiting and the bride didn't show up to the meal and finally they went back into the kitchen because that's where you look for the bride and they found out that the cook had killed the bride and served the bride to the, the guests guest.
0: worst wedding ever <laughs> I mean, even George R.R. R. Martin could probably be like that's a bad wedding I've been to a wedding where a fight broke out in the back during the vows and I thought that was a bad wedding this, when you're eating the broth and you don't know it, it tops it.
1: Yeah, So and, and that was it. That closed the place down. Agnes had said earlier that the place closed down because the minerals, they ran out of minerals. I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> he says they never caught this chef. Specifically, a she. No explanation. We don't know. Maybe yeah. she had a crush on the yeah. groom or whatever but it doesn't really matter. This guy almost shot Jenny and she sits down and hears his weird story.
0: There's two things that he also tells. One, a lot of people go missing around here and good two, reason to hang out there. There's right, a man. ghost bride that people see. Out of each one of those I would have said, oh, thank you sir, I'm going to leave.
1: I would also say, people keep disappearing up here. Why are you coming back? Exactly. And why didn't they get him already? It's- this dude seems completely comfortable <laughs> around, firing his gun, gun off at random. I don't know why they didn't kill him way earlier.
0: After watching this movie a couple times, Michael, did you think Agnes Abercrombie was the chef?
1: I believe she's the chef. That's the only real explanation that makes sense.
0: I watched it several times. I believe that she was the chef as well. Just assumed. Then, once again, there's a clip missing when she was talking to Jenny and John, and she tells the story how... Her dad was the caretaker during this time period. After it closed, she remained on with her dad and continued on after he passed away. Now, it really doesn't change my complete thinking, but part of me is, okay, well, maybe they clip that out because then things don't line. Because I do think she would she would be the chef. She cooks a meal for Jenny called Hunter's Surprise. Hunter's Stew. Hunter's
1: It's stew. a Hunter's <laughs> Stew, which there is like a Hunter's Stew. Yeah. Well, you know... As he's telling her the story of the bride, we do get another glimpse of the bride apparition slash person dressed up. And then John arrives, which is a big old yay. And that's when the hunter makes this bad, bad idea. He says, instead of going around the building, I know a shortcut
0: we will go through the house. I didn't trust the hunter at that time. When I first watched, I'm like, oh, Jenny, don't go with him. He's telling you a story that I think he might be involved in. I mean, yeah, it doesn't seem okay. like it's a, a, easy to walk around. It wasn't it hard for him to begin with? And now he's like, oh, you want to cut through here because this is going to save hours out of your schedule.
1: When also, what I like about his idea of a shortcut is you go in yeah. and then you go up a yeah. bunch of stairs <laughs> because he's on like the second or third floor. I'm like, I'll just walk around. It's just around the corner. John's car is right over I there. How did
0: that cardio work out?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that's a shortcut. So he's like, hey, Jenny, there you go. He hears a bell. This bell is a sign. The X-Man coming. He goes to explore. I'm gonna set my shotgun down here.
0: I carry my shotgun everywhere. Now I'm gonna lean it against the side of the wall <laughs> yes. as I go exploring for I, an odd sound and a potentially. You just told everybody people go missing here and it's haunted. <laughs> I,
1: I shoot my shotgun willy-nilly anywhere outside. But when I'm inside, I just like to explore with nothing. So he does, he
0: goes into a room pulls back this curtain reeking axe man comes out game over it's done jenny goes back sees john agnes's cottage is back to normal he's gaslighting her the whole time he's like no no this you must have gone to another cottage
1: you're crazy yeah you know pretty much which is just what everyone
0: wants to hear but then you get to that supernatural moment is agnes a witch able to cast spells where her apartment is really not what you think it. I'm thinking like it is like a horrible place, and really what they're seeing is what Agnes wants them to see. Yeah. And in reality, it's just just decret- Like she's feeding them off broken china, and you know it's just an awful place. But they don't see it. There's no explanation in the movie for that. You we come up with the explanations ourselves. And Agnes, of course, wants to get more tea down their throats. This time they just have a spot of tea. Agnes drugs the tea. Jenny doesn't see. it. Doesn't see on, on the this side. As an audience member, the view is you see Agnes Agnes. drug the tea, and she has this evil smirk. Things are beginning to add up where, I don't trust this old woman. She's clearly drugging Jenny at this time. Jenny, She needs fresh air, so she goes outside. And we see the bride pass by the front door. And she sees Agnes at that padlock storage where she said, I don't have the key for this. And she hears the weird voices. She goes back into the spa. She opens up a door, and who does she see? She gets up to the top of the stairs. and She turns,
1: and there is the uh, the axe man yeah. with an old sh- yeah. sharpening wheel, and he's yep. sharpening that axe. <laughs> and then there's a second dude who we saw earlier, real briefly, when Jenny was peeking in the first. We didn't. It looks mention like that. Rob Zombie. Kind of looks like Rob <laughs> Zombie exactly. And he's sort of prepping a body. We see bare feet. Yeah, assuming it's the the hunter. And Jenny finally, whoa! I need to leave this place. A little too late. They're chasing her. Here comes the Axeman, and we get another slow mo. She gets t- cornered in a room, and the Axeman bursts through, and you get that kind of echoey sound. And he's like, oh, no, 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 and then cut. I assumed Jenny was dead.
0: I, I did too.
1: But, I thought that was it. And I was like, good. You made bad choices. <laughs> the bad choices lead to bad results. First of all, if you're not supposed to kill her be- until a certain
0: time. He sees well, an overzealous employee. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, that's one way of putting it. It's, dude. You Take it down to, Yeah, you need
1: to cool it with the
0: axe. <laughs> we need her to walk into this circle at after midnight. And you keep wanting to chop her into pieces. Yeah.
1: And so John and Agnes they pick her up from the floor, and she goes, "Ah, oh, where is he? Where is he?" She's telling him this, and they're both just going, "Oh, you."
0: And does she at once mention to Agnes or John, "Hey, this hunter? He said no one lives at this spa. There's no old lady here. <laughs> she never brings it up. I would have at least questioned, like, you know, Agnes, this person said you don't. There's no one like you who lives here." She sort of says it to
1: John when yeah. they go and they find the flowers are yeah. there again. And yeah. she said, everything was gone. Everything was gone. And he goes, oh, you, uh, I think you mentioned... I think he says something he made have went in the wrong cottage yeah. or something he sort of poo-poo's it and dismisses it she never does bring it up to Agnes though hey there's a hunter who comes around here and shoots a shotgun off yeah on your year, property
0: next, that you're supposed to be keep taking care of
1: all the time that your relatives come,
0: sometimes apparently come and stay yeah. yes <laughs> I'm assuming your relatives are also other cannibals
1: <laughs> yeah no she never brings it up again that, that's actually a,
0: a really good point point. and then when she was in that room in her background is a giant window if I'm being chased I've never been chased by Axeman, so thank goodness for that. But if I'm being chased, I think I would try to escape. And one way is, this is a rundown area, I think that glass would have shattered, and I could have gotten out, but she just stood there in stark fear.
1: No, I mean, you're right. I guess they weren't on the ground floor, so that might be how they explain that away. But choice between taking my chance, jumping out of a second floor window, and facing an Axeman when I only have my bare hands... I might jump out the window.
0: I mean I've used axes to remove stuff. This is a
1: cool axe. Yeah it's this is like,
0: huge, like Game of Thrones oh, battle axe. Yeah this is like
1: an old school lumberjack <laughs> axe. It's just gigantic. If I was gonna go around killing people with an axe, that, that would be axe of choice. That, <laughs> that would be right up there. It would be one of the top choices that I have. So they totally poo-poo and then all of a sudden Agnes is, oh I am insisting you stay.
0: Why not leave? And Ginny,
1: again, Ginny is so inconsistent in this because she acquiesces to it. Okay, I will stay here. How about no? But, but no, she like settles in, starts like walking around the place,
0: and then her and John have a scene at the pool that I think it's one of the best acted scenes, but also very telling. And apparently, a lot of it was ad libbed. He's playing a character again.
1: Doing this so much, I kept wondering, is this an actor's choice? Was it Joe Spano who was just ch- sort of flexing his acting chops? Yeah. It's a weird scene because it, he's toying with his prey.
0: First of all, Lori Walters is just... I mean, I remember watching 80s and, F and I thought she was such a cutie. <laughs> she is so adorable. And the scene is, they're messing around in a abandoned pool. So there's no water in it. They start play-acting where she's a damsel in distress and John is a monster and then he reverts to a knight in shining armor that's going to save her from this monster and he saves her but then all of a sudden he's like no i'm really a monster too and he his facial expression changes he has a switch in his hand like a stick they picked up and he's like whack whack and she's telling him to stop and his face looks
1: crazy oh it's scary
0: and it is scary
1: and, and she's saying you're scaring me you're just scaring me stop it and, and he does it's childlike there's yeah. a childlike way that he's doing this you know when kids don't know when they're taking it too far yeah. and sometimes kids are just cruel and it's because they don't understand but that's what he's like. She's saying stop, and he just keeps whack. He's like whack, whack, backing her down, backing her down again, toying with her like she's prey. He is play
0: acting this role, and this is really who he is—a vicious killer. He and he's getting care. off on it.
1: That scene, to me, might be the scariest in the whole movie. And part of it is because there are probably people out there doing that to other okay. people. Just that abusive, manipulative. I know I'm scaring you but I'm gonna keep doing it. Even though you say, hey, would you stop doing that? No. You see John's real face. That's really who he is. The mask comes the off. The mask comes off. We, he's not doing a character in that moment. No. That's who he
0: really is. It's then a- they go back, they make up, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry. He gaslights her again. <laughs>
1: like, yeah. leave, Jenny, yes, leave. Yes, exactly. So, you know, but Agnes has other plans. She's yeah. gonna make
0: dinner. She- so they go back to dinner, and as you said, they're having Hunter stew. Well, and what I like is this. At one point, Jenny's eating, and she goes, what kind of meat is this? Squirrel? Is that
1: is that a question you ever ask? You ask that before for whatever dietary or religious reasons. You go, oh hey, I don't eat beef or I don't eat pork. And Agnes (laughs) won't say; she's just all coy about it. And then she goes, calls it her
0: hunter's stew. I honestly Um, wanted to see her mix the pot and see a hand or a foot pot with a boot, like with with a boot, just stabbed it back down with the spoon. (laughs) She sees Agnes drugging the wine and there's this very coy standoff between the two of them where Agnes brings this tray of drinks and Jenny purposely grabs a drink that's not drugged. Did
1: you at all think of the princess bride? <laughs> <laughs> Because she does like. I powder. Yes, because Agnes, like, makes sure that the glass, like, she brings it out on a tray. Yeah. And the one closest to Jenny is the drugged one. And Jenny very purposefully reaches over and grabs a different one. But I just kept thinking of Wallace shot. <laughs> don't get into a, 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 a land Asia.
0: <laughs> and don't match wits with a Sicilian. Yeah. At that point, too, I would have said: listen, old lady, yeah. you just tried to drug me. I'm heading out of
1: here. I'll be totally honest. If you see that, I think you're perfectly within your rights to get up yeah. and smash that old lady with your chair. Yeah. She just gives her the eye and goes like, ah. well, I didn't know goes, what you're doing. Yeah. And <laughs> Agnes is like, oops. Yeah. Knocks her wine over. And,
0: and, and then they, they go to bed. And...
1: and that scene, she's telling John about, you know, and he goes, there must be an explanation. <laughs> and I go, what explanation? Would you accept yeah, exactly. In this situation You <laughs> idiot so, But no He says something to her She's scared And he goes I'll take care of you He doesn't say I'll protect you That's, Nice dialogue choice Yes And I, I mean I don't know if they did that on purpose But
0: because it's like Hey It's like I'll take care of you is very different from so, I'll protect This is the 70s These two characters John and Jenny They're very vanilla When, when you think of that time period
1: Like nobody smokes
0: There's no smoking There's really no drugs except for the drugs that Agnes is trying to put in her her tea. There's no hard drinking except for wine. She actually falls asleep. I I would not be able to fall asleep. I would have left.
1: Oh, I would have just... I would have set the place on fire (sighs) and and ran.
0: Because, well, first of all, John C. Riley tries to attack her i don't know what your point at this time is to make her more scared how many times can agnes tell you listen we need jenny to walk into the circle by herself hold on was that a cut scene Literally. oh you don't have that scene In the version i watched and it was just so
1: disorienting because it went from that scene ...in the bedroom with John and Jenny... ...and then she's like rummaging around Agnes' oh. quarters. So this was a clipped scene.
0: But here's what happens. So she goes to sleep. She wakes up to a sound. John C. Riley Axeman is rummaging around... ...and breaks in. Tries to get in through her window. And she screams. John comes in and says, listen, nothing's going on. And then he leaves and then Jenny hears the ghost... Jenny, Jenny, the ghost is pointing, and she looks out and she sees Agnes berating the axeman, John T. Riley, Rob Zombie. Ram, Ram jam. jam. Yes. <laughs> is this her imagination, or is she really seeing it? Then the ghost is really exact. Get the key to the path. Line. <laughs> so instead of Jenny leaving. She goes into Agnes's cottage to look okay, for the Okay, so they cut that, that part. Out. Like that it's is a very, it's important. a really important because if you didn't see those scenes, that would be very confusing. That's why she ends up in the cottage. If you're watching a version that doesn't have those scenes, go on to YouTube, Google Warlock Moon missing scenes, and someone put up the 13 minutes, all the scenes that have ever been cut out of this movie. Some of
1: that is helpful. She's rummaging around in, in Agnes's quarters, and then all of a sudden, Agnes pops in. And Ginny hides, and Agnes, of course, she thinks, you know that key that I hide in a hollowed out book? I should make sure it's still there. So she goes over, yep, it's still Still there,
0: there. (laughs) and and Ginny sees this. She's like, oh, now I know where that key is. Thank (laughs) God she did that. Yeah, and and I don't know why exactly that would be where you'd keep it. Also, if this room really doesn't exist, does that key even exist? Whoa, you just blew my mind. <laughs> I feel
1: like we should have a hookah. It should be hookah and B&B movies. <laughs> then we go to the circle room. There's a big reveal here, but it's not. It's not a big reveal. It should be because Agnes is in there and she calls out and John steps out from the shadows. He's in cahoots with Agnes. When you watch this a few times, it's super clear John is the man in the opening scene that basically feeds the young woman to Ram Jam and his axe. So it's not this big like, oh my gosh, I can't believe John's in cahoots. It's yeah, we knew that from the beginning of the movie. If I was remaking this, I would not have had that John so obviously be him.
0: I did not catch that. And so, the first time watching this, I thought something was off with John, but when it got to this point, I'm like, holy shh. Jason? Yeah. That's what I do. (laughs) I I drink and watch. And I catch things. (laughs) Now, Agnes tells John two important things. One, the ceremony has to take place between 12 midnight and 6 a.m. in the morning, which is a large window. It really is. (laughs) I mean, that's. Point number two is that Jenny has to enter the circle without us forcing her. And then John mentioned something that if you don't have those clips, it seems a little confusing. He's like, well, what about Luther and the others? Luther and the others. I, I, the, and he mentioned it a couple times. You brought, the, you
1: brought it up and I was so glad because I thought, is this just like a lame way to try to expand the cast? You Because know, we have about five people in yeah, this movie. Exactly. And you know, if we mention others, there's always the idea yeah. we're going to have a big crowd. But no. The deleted scene. Police officer named Luther. Luther. After Agnes and John have their little thing yeah. in the circle room, he takes a glass of blood and starts pouring it inside the circle. Yeah. It's supposed to be Jenny's blood.
0: Yeah. It's a lot of blood. <laughs> there's, there's,
1: there's, there's a reason she's super dizzy. Yeah. They don't need a drugger. You've taken like a pint a pint or more of blood out of this woman. I mean, it's
0: a large circle that you need to trace that oh, blood yeah. in. <laughs> and just, and it's, you know, it's clearly like paint, yeah. but, but it's, like it's supposed to be blood. So yeah, Jenny is sneaking about again. And she grabs that key and goes into the storage. And this is another big reveal. And this scene, Michael, reminded me of Phantasm because of the sound, the way they shot it, the jump scare she opens up that locker and there is dead bodies in there being treated like meat like it's a cold storage and she falls back and then that ghost bride jumps out and for the first time you see the ghost bride's face and it's Jenny's face I, I thought they did such a good job at that scene at that point what purpose does the ghost bride serve in this movie it's clearly not a real person now if she sees her own face on him. I still question if it's yeah. <laughs> if it's a real person dressed up
1: or if it's a ghost. They, they are so inconsistent with what the supernatural is that, that to me, it it wouldn't surprise me if there was a sequel and the bride was like, Agnes' daughter, ba, ba. like, I'm going to replace Agnes. Yeah. I'll be the one replacing her. But you're right. Right there you go, oh, if she's seeing it as her, because it is. And you pointed that out to me. It is Lori Walters. Mm. I'm no butcher, but bodies are not cleaned and dressed. And no. that, that is that is something you have to do. You can't kill an animal and just throw it in the fridge. You have to remove certain parts of it.
0: And I think one of the bodies is the director himself. And one, I think of, one of is sure. his brothers. Yes, like I that. think you found the brother. Yeah. I was like, yeah. it, it, it,
1: it is. And also, you know, it's a little rule of thumb you're going to eat the older meat first. Yeah. So I don't know why they had to eat the hunter yeah. that same day. Get the old stuff, bro. Yeah, it's Dude. gonna
0: turn. Yeah, that's why they have <laughs> dates. So if they have all this stockpiled, what is so special about Jenny? I mean, part of me thinks that she's like a virgin sacrifice. I think a drink is in order right now. Yeah. Before we go into the climax of this movie. Oh. Cheers. The Offshoot Visions Double
1: Dry Hopped Hazy IPA. <sighs> this is good. Two cans of this. Not sure how far they distribute, but if you can get your hands on this beer. Do it because it is it is a lovely fruity. I'll tell you, today is sixty like something outside. And if we weren't inside recording this, could I could take these down Oh yeah. All day. I don't know, throw a frisbee or just sit in a Just sit in a hammock. I, actually, there's yeah, a guy in a yeah, hammock yeah, on the, this. The hammock the hammock guy, he's got it all figured yeah. out. You know, you just drink this until you start having some visions. You yeah. <laughs> <And, and hope laughs> know, Hopefully it's not Ram Jam with yeah, his exactly. giant axe, you know? so hope like, it's more positive. <laughs> <laughs> I hope my visions are more positive than an axe-wielding <laughs> guy who looks like trash.
0: There's a little cat-mouse game.
1: Yes, and John and and the second guy, Rob Zombie, yeah. he they, they come up with this quick ruse where John starts crying out like, Jenny,
0: help me, help me. Because I think it's the first time that Jenny... All this has mounted on top of her. The woman's trying to drug her. There's ax trying to kill her in here. She's seen that Agnes is in cahoots. This is the point now. Close to midnight, I'm going to try to leave. And John is yelling like, Oh, Jenny, help me, help me. I got to be honest.
1: It's like... What are you going to do? I mean, and, and I mean, She had no, one date with this guy. This is yeah, like date number two. Yeah. And I haven't seen anything from her that would indicate if John's in trouble, she could get him out of that trouble. Yeah. And Jenny breaks one of our cardinal rules by like fleeing upstairs. I know. Okay, guys, never sneak up. Always sneak down. Yeah. Don't go above or below. You stay <laughs> ground level at all times. Going below is a bad idea and going above, bad idea. You will live longer.
0: Yes. Follow that rule.
1: She's getting chased. Ram jam. And remember when the hunter was, hey, I'm going to set my gun down and go follow that creepy sound? The gun's still there. So Jenny, smartest thing she does the whole movie, she goes, there's a shotgun. Hey, Ram jam, back off. And he's like, I'm pretty sure Axe Trump's shotgun.
0: (laughs) He's he learns, not that bright. He learns out the hard way. And that was a good scene because it tumbles into a dark room and you don't you hear the gun blast and you're like, I don't know. But then Jenny comes out and then he is crawling. He is dead. Yeah. And then John appears. <laughs> yay. Yeah, yay for John. <laughs> you know he's a bad guy now. Yeah.
1: So, and then he's suddenly like, we gotta get out of here. <laughs> and I don't know why she kind of went willingly with this. His leading her out of here takes her directly to the circle room which she's been to and knows first of all this is on an upper floor this is not a way yeah, out exactly and second <laughs> of all I've been to that room that's not an exit
0: and there's something creepy about that room because when I was there I was <laughs> repelled and doors <laughs> shut there was some supernatural <laughs> nonsense let going t- on let me tell you John <laughs> yeah. a lot of weird <laughs> craps happened around <laughs> here but in that room was the weirdest yeah. crap <laughs> But she enters that circle. Don't. Did her blood make it so she could enter the circle? John is trying to force her in that direction. So is she really going on there by herself? All of a sudden, she's able to enter the circle. And... She finds out John's in cahoots. They drug her again.
1: Like yeah, this time with a needle. Yeah. Like, just, <laughs> and again... They're bad
0: drugging. She wasn't going to drink that tea <laughs> again. That, that was bad. You know what, Jenny? <laughs> Try this tea. Yeah. No, no thanks. They even both point out, I don't know if we gave her no drugs.
1: They ain't waiting for no Luther and the others this <laughs> time. No, uh
0: They're going to start the ritual. And there is, of course, some um, ritualistic process going on of pain in their faces with blood. Jenny's blood, yes. I'm assuming. She's able to overcome the drugs because... Correctly, they did not give the the exact dose.
1: Which is weird because if she lost a lot of blood, you'd think the drugs would have a bigger... I mean, I'm no no chemist. But I do know that in high school, they had a blood drive. We gave blood. And my friends and I were like, hey, now's the time to go have a beer. Yeah. Because (laughs) we're going to get drunk Really? really fast. Here's the thing. The plan is never articulated. They're going to kill her. We know that. We know they're cannibals. But they never articulate, what is this plan? What is the end Why? game? Because in watching it more and more, Jason, I got more confused. Yes. In, in the supernatural and the real, real horror. In this one, it's clear that the real horror, the reality horror, is much more scary. Because I have no idea what they were, were intending with the supernatural part yeah. I do have to point this out. For this ritual, calls for a common kitchen knife. It looks like some cheap <laughs> ass knife, <laughs> and they hand it over like like all of a sudden Rob Zombie's like, here's his knife, and it's it's just this lame kitchen knife and I thought you guys
0: are the worst the worst cult ever like no there's no pomp or circumstance like no. let's have a ritualistic knife that's been handed down from centuries here Jason let me
1: paint blood on your face <laughs> yes. and we have the circle the magic circle and stuff and by the way I got this at the thrift store yeah. <laughs> It's just a dull, cheap knife.
0: The handle's about to fall off, oh. so I put some electrical black tape around it.
1: So Jenny pulls a yoink because
0: Agnes is like, boom, bombs away, I'm going to stab you. Blood in Agnes's face, she can't see, stabs John in the stomach, he dies. She finally has the right idea. Gets to her car. She gets in the car. And second guy, Rob Zombie. He's reaching in overhead in her little VW.
1: He picks an interesting time to yeah. like, get his crap
0: together. And she just backs up over him. Forces (laughs) him into a corner of a pillar and basically crushes him. And then it's off. And here's the interesting part of the movie. The credits start rolling. And you have to stay through the credits. Because they're finishing the movie through the credits which is an odd choice. I know now people are used to the Marvel Universe where at the end there's a big reveal. This was pretty interesting.
1: I kind of liked it. All we get is Laurie Walters and it's completely black. Just her face and she's pleading. She's got this Really yeah. despairing, pleading face. And you hear a voice over the police. And they're, and they're all, you know.
0: There's no bodies here. Yeah, and
1: she's saying, they were here, they were here. And she's trying to tell them, like, what was going on. Yeah. And, and they one of them says, you haven't been taking any funny drugs, have yeah. you?
0: <laughs> You've been talking about Mary Jane, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. So, and of course, they, they, they find high? weed. And of course, because she has the funny drugs, <laughs> she doesn't deserve her own cell. No. They're gonna put her in a cell with someone else.
0: Yeah, and it's almost six o'clock a.m. in the morning.
1: And one of the cops says, "Don't worry, Miss. You won't be here
0: long." And then you have the person who's in the cell with her. It's actually Agnes, and she jumps up. Yeah, and that's how the movie ends. <laughs> I love the downbeat ending. And yeah. by the
1: way, Agnes gets up. She's got that cheap
0: knife with her. Still cheap knife, that. just that crap <laughs> knife. I totally dig the downbeat ending. It was a good horror movie. I mean, for us, joking around, picking out points to it, it's it's well worth watching.
1: This is a cool movie. I'm I'm glad you brought this to my attention. The the supernatural reality horror thing is a huge question for me in this movie because they don't get into the supernatural part. There's clearly a supernatural aspect to it. They don't expand on it enough for me that I would almost say in a remake... Don't even bring any supernatural in. You can still have the sacrifice and everything.
0: These are satanic worshippers and we're having a sacrifice. They drop little little nuggets of information that doesn't explain really what's going on. Because are you to assume that back in nineteen thirty that this cult was alive in the area, the chef was a part of the cult, and they killed the bride, is Agnes bewitching Jenny? The Bride is not explained. They killed the Bride in 1930. Yeah. And now they're trying to kill Jenny again in 1973. There's just so many things that aren't explained. We know that we know one thing. They're cannibals. That's
1: that's the thing I, I'm 100% certain yeah. of.
0: And Pretty the Axemen look looked like the rural hillbilly. When we see that cannibalistic trope, particularly in American movies, it's always that fear of the rural. Like the fear yeah. of... The city people coming into this rural area, we don't understand how it works. and We see that trope, but Agnes and John are not like that. So they're basically I, like the hired help. I'm not even sure they're part of the cult.
1: This one, the more I watched it, I was just like, I it just get it got under my skin. This is one of those that I'd say, this would be cool to remake. Just flesh out some of these things. Yeah. Make some choices that we're going to go this way, we're going to go yeah. that way. Overall, I th- I'm really glad you turned me on to this because I like it. And I got to tell you, the the um, Visions Double Dry Hop Hazy IPA. I think this was an excellent beer.
0: Agreed. Excellent choice. Nice taste. We finished two cans while we discussed this. Yeah. It was really refreshing. I have to make my way down to Anaheim and go to their location. I think location. we. I yeah, think we. That, that would be a fun day Yes, trip. let's do that.
1: Yeah, we I think that would be a fun day trip cuz I have I have yet to tackle the Anaheim Beer Run. There's yep. a, there's a lot of breweries down there and it's I'm well overdue. So I think that would be a fun thing to to kind of like sort of like, hey, here's a goal. Let's get down there. Offshoot. They make some really nice stuff. If you can find Visions, I think it's a newer one I saw. believe I saw on Instagram. I think this is a new beer. Uh, delicious beer. Yes. Cool movie. Great discussion. Absolutely. And uh, hey, let's do this again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Beer and B Bee
1: Movies. And you know what? If you enjoy this subscribe like and comment on the podcast
0: and follow us on Instagram and Twitter and check out our website this is Jason and this is Michael
1: might be of interest to all of you, cannibalism. Have a good weekend.